Everything Circular, Episode 6, Eyes. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Warning, this episode contains graphic description of injury. I traveled a long way after that rest stop last night. By my guess in your maps, I should be there. I've been doing a little work on the poem as well. Follow where the shadows don't fill, and the land weeps from hill to hill. There you will find the shell, wherein lies the hell of your former self. Maybe the land where there are no shadows is someplace with lots of sun? And the land weeping must be a river, so maybe a valley? A valley with a lot of sun? Maybe, but that's not where your map points. I don't know why. She gave me more of a map. It doesn't lead anywhere. I get to where your map stops and hers goes right into a cliff face. I can't go through a rock, and I can't go over it. Unfortunately, smiling woman, I am burdened and limited by my mortality. There are a lot of pretty flowers around here, though. Tulips, crocus, hyacinths, hollyhocks, even some... Oh, what are they called? Um, irises. <laughs> That's right. You always said they were mother's favorite. You brought them to her on the day I was born. She always told me so. She always told me she named me Ruby because I was her gem. The only child she'd ever be able to have. And then she ignored me for the plants and up and died. Yeah, Mom, I really was your special jewel, wasn't I? Sorry, that was mean. But I think you would agree with me. After all the seven years you spent with us, where spent terrifying me and arguing with Mom about stupid things. One time I heard you two talking. You were angry that she didn't give you a son. Okay, King Henry VIII. But I knew from that day forward that I would never really be what you wanted. I didn't think like that at the time, but time is a way of holding on to the bad things and kicking the good things to the curb. Like your ghost city's father, I had the ghost of your comments. Comments that seemed horrendously normal until thought about. I always wanted to travel west, you would muse. I wonder if the stars have ever named themselves. Where's my world of grapes and overflowing mead? You'd only talk like that when you were really drunk, though. Five glasses of something strong-smelling deep and you'd be an expert on time and space. Just like all other drunks. You never knew who you were then. You liked to pretend you were me, often mimicking me until I cried. Then you'd sober up and try to hold me, but I would walk away. Ironic, isn't it? That's just what you did. <laughs> right before you left, Mom said you two had an argument. About me, she said. About travel and the future and wonderful things that could happen. You left me a simple note that said, Break out of the snow globe. You'll be injured but free. I handed it to Mom and she burned it and buried it in the backyard, though. I kept the original. She only burned a copy. I'm still sitting outside this cliff face. I'm braiding the flowers that I found into a chain, like Mom used to. She'd put my hair up using a daisy chain, and you would laugh and call me your little flower princess. I don't put my hair up anymore. I should get up, walk around. Maybe I'll find something. So, there was nothing to find. <laughs> I'll eat a little something, but tonight I might as well camp here. 
The rocks had nothing to offer except their secrets written in the language of earth and worms. I'm coming. I'm tired, but I'm coming to find you and make you bring Mom back. I know you can, King of the Clouds, ruler over the valleys. I know you know exactly what took her, exactly what left her blood spattered on that oak tree, the ground thirstily lapping it up like a kitten in its bowl of milk. You have the answers, and I'm going to get them out of you one way or another. I heard something. Footsteps right outside the car. I'm getting out to go look. Hello, Ruby. It's nice to finally get to talk. Holy shit, Dad, it's her. It's the smiling woman. I watched you die. How are you back? I've been keeping an eye on you when you're little. Hmm. What shall we call them? Transmissions. He's not listening, you know. I could offer you so much if you came with me, sweet dove. A home, safety, the ability to be who you are. No, you're dead. You're gone. You're a nightmare. If I close my eyes and count, you won't be there. One, two, three. It worked. It, it, it must have been a night terror. I'm going back to the car to sleep. Dad. She's back, and she's not alone. There's so many iterations of her. Dad, she's around in the car. Her eyes are bloodshot and pale. Oh God, she's watching me. They're trying to open the doors. Hey, wonderful people. That concludes episode six. This episode was originally going to feature the voice talents of my friend Franklin, but due to my own fault and lack of timing and <laughs> a lot of technical difficulties, I wasn't able to make that happen, so you're just gonna have to deal with me. But Franklin was going to be the voice of the smiling woman, and hopefully he will be soon. I am going to try my best to do that. But, as always, I am a bundle of twigs you'd find under your, ma under your mattress every night. Thanks for listening. The music for this episode was The Spring Instrumental and Drumming in the Rain by Chad Crouch, and it can be found on freemusicarchive.org. Our next episode will be entitled Hellhound. Watch the roads, listeners. You never know who's watching back. <laughs>